0: Hey, and a very good evening to you. Hope all is well. Hope you had a great day. Hope this week is going along as fast for you as it is for me. I can't imagine. I don't remember this Florida weather being this hot. I, I just, it's just crazy. It's just like burning, building hot. Couple that with the fact that the cake the compound drama continues. We talked about the whole plumbing incident on uh well that one no that was actually on the uh, wake-up show but yeah we had a plumbing issue not that you want to hear that but uh that took care of itself we got well not took care of itself we took care of it but now we got an AC issue uh there's no AC now it's not it's manageable you know what I mean the fans going and it's you know probably in the high 80s or whatever but during the middle of the day down here in Florida it's way hotter than I have ever really can say I remember it but, um, I will say this: We have a great interview today, and I shouldn't say that because it's for you to judge if it's a great interview. But we had the legendary Doug Parker. I always call him the legendary Doug Parker, this is the guy, and again, he doesn't like it, probably some people I, I, he, you have to pontificate when it comes to Doug, because you know, there are a lot of people running around, and I'm one of them, and I like a lot of them, and I love a lot. I love all of them, I love most of them, but there is Doug. Doug kind of, to me, really does separate himself and distinguish himself because you'll hear in the interview, too. You know, you'll just we all talk about cruising. We'll do our homework here and there. We'll catch up with the news today. But Doug just has information, you know, it, it is, his mind is kind of encyclopedic when it comes to cruising knowledge and the dates and the names and the moving parts. You know, a lot of us do have that, too, but. You know we kind of veer towards the experience when you really want information you want knowledge to me you go to Doug you go to you that's the source you go to it's cruiseradio.net. Uh across all platforms it's cruise radio he does a daily show we cover all that stuff and more in the interview so I guess why should we waste any more time right let's just turn it over to our interview with Doug Parker
1: is the night before the cruising if i'm honest i ain't sleeping but even if i could i'd be dreaming about this weekend all the fun we about to have Best we taking this vacation I'll always be booked on our way to embarkation because we know what's in store pockets and palm trees tropical sea breeze and frozen daiquiris oh please thank you sir yes i think i'll have another please don't blow my cover because i'm passing on the muster bring a lover bring a friend bring someone you just met it ain't snowing where we going and the good times never end here's the five more years drinking beers, running. Thanks for giving us your ears, through the laughter and the tears But we just getting started out here, give us a holler If you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited
0: Doug, what's going on, man? How you been? Good,
2: man. How you doing, my friend?
0: Good, good it's been a it's been a crazy couple of years. Just jumping back into the day job, the day walker. Well, actually, not night walker uh, type of thing. And I'm excited to get back into the cruise space. I know, you know, you never left. I nor will nor will you. And it's just like I I was saying on my show the other night before I signed off. And you know, it was really good to catch up with you in Jacksonville, and just knowing that you are just like this i i guess this pillar of just cruise information the cruise radio train just continues to roll on doesn't it
2: yeah i have a i have a couple of people that make me look really good though i have richard sims up in new york and sarah up in new york who do a lot of the behind the scenes work that the people don't see but without them i would be no one as you saw if you probably saw my whiteboard in the studio here that i had 28 interviews that i was doing last week and it was uh I had no voice by the end of the week, but I was so glad to, to get them all done.
0: No, and I was so happy that I was able to get the chance to come up there because, again, it was a little surreal. And I told you that, you know, I watched the uh, – and you've since changed the, I guess, the opening – Uh, to the youtube channel and uh, by the way if you don't know cruiseradio.net cruise radio on youtube cruise radio everywhere the gold standard for everything cruise coverage you know just watching pretty much i don't really miss any of those videos and uh just seeing the signature building what is that building that signature building of jacksonville with the uh i guess the it's contoured at the bottom what's it called
2: uh, this is the, the Modus Building? Yeah, the I forgot what it's called now. They've changed the name so many times. Hold on, I'll look. <laughs> Up the window it's right it's, there. Uh, it's the Wells Fargo Building now. There you go. So you see that, and then I'm uh,
0: in the studio. I'm seeing the uh, soundproofing walls, and I'm looking out the window. I don't want to get too dramatic, but I remember it was like going to Yankee Stadium. The first time, you know, you're watching, watching the Yankees on TV from age four to like seven, and then finally you're old enough to go to their first game, and you see that white facade, and you, it was just kind of like you see in person what I saw every day. It was kind of cool, but I've been around your operation before. I've been in your studio before, and I've been at your home studio as well, and this time, it it hit a little bit different because you had a lot of stuff going on. You had your desk organized. You were working the uh, the mouse and working the system like a experienced DJ. And uh, I did see the whiteboard, and I just saw that intimidated me, the amount of interviews that you had in front of you. And I think you were about – Almost all the way through that day, which was what Tuesday, and then you still had Thursday to go. But just the whole, you know, the whole setup and the—I didn't know you had the lighting set up like that. It was just—it was really impressive, and it was kind of cool to know. As solidified as you were a couple of years ago, last time I—last time I saw you, you're only getting better. You're only getting better as it goes. So I mean, tremendous kudos to you for that.
2: Well, that's very sweet, man. Thank you. Like I said, I couldn't do it without people helping me. Um, everything from editing these interviews to writing copy for me and phonetically spelling things so I don't butcher <laughs> names and everything. It's uh, takes a takes takes a village to run this operation.
0: Is that is that something that happens too? I thought that was just me. I I, I do it for myself. I phonetically write things down because I know I won't be able to spell them the way that I mean I say them the way they're spelled, right?
2: Yeah, they'll. Uh, they'll write something for me and first i'll say say this for me and they'll be like i can't say that i'm like <laughs> when you expect me to and right. then I, and then at the, at the point where it's like if it pops up on the copy on the prompter and i'd have still have no clue what they're talking about or what the word says i'll just say in Spain, instead of pronouncing the city or the captain, instead of giving the captain's name or whatever, you know, just kind of gloss over it the best way I can without looking painfully obvious.
0: Oh, yeah, I feel I feel that pain as well. So let me ask you, what what do you make of all this stuff? I mean, we know how this usually works when. Uh, one cruise line starts to loosen things up. In order to stay in business, in order to stay competitive, the rest have to kind of follow suit. So we saw Norwegian recently start loosening up the uh, protocols by saying you don't have to be vaxxed anymore. When do you expect the other cruise lines to fall in line? And I know it's just a, a, a guess, but what do you think?
2: My personal opinion, we'll probably see Royal Caribbean do it next, and then Carnival. Um, I think Carnival has the most to lose and probably wants to stand on the sidelines a little bit longer. Now this is just my personal opinion um, just because they're what 30 something billion dollars in debt right now. And they're all pretty heavily in debt with bonds and everything, but it's uh Carnival. It seems like they're taking an approach where they're now they're letting people who are unvaccinated sail, but you have to get an exemption to do that. You can't just go to the cruise terminal and say here's my test result. I want on this ship right now. Carnival's doing five to ten percent, depending on the port, and allowing you to do unvaccinated, especially out of California, where you can claim a religious exemption if you'd like to. And I know plenty of people, even family members, who have gotten by um, just by doing the religious thing. So it's easy to do. Now back to what you're asking me, though. I think you'll see Royal Caribbean Group doing it next, and you'll probably see a little bit of pushback, as always. Uh, and then you're going to see Carnival probably drop the green flag. And MSC, you know, they're, they're kind of rogue, like, kind of like Virgin. They could, they could drop the flag tonight and wouldn't tell anyone, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, do you think uh, when, when you say Royal Caribbean does it, do you think they'll do it across all cruise lines?
2: They pretty much have to. I mean, they're doing like Norwegian did the whole group with Regent, Oceana, and NCL. And I think with Royal only has, what, three cruise lines? But anyway, Royal Caribbean group, like NCL, they have Royal Caribbean group. I mean, Royal Caribbean International, what do they have? Celebrity and Silver Sea. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, it's going to be a, a slow process. And maybe, I mean, they could be all on the sidelines as well, waiting to see what happens with NCL. In my opinion, and I, I monitor to the news and have, you know, probably a hundred different feeds on this program, this RSS program I have to monitor the news. I haven't seen any big or negative pushback or headlines on NCL doing this.
0: I would like to get your take on this. I've been pretty vocal on my show whenever uh whenever I've come on and and, and I'm almost borderline in awe of how these cruise lines. Now, again, stocks are down. We don't know how this ends. We're not out of the woods yet, but The way these cruise lines, the creativity that they've kind of, I guess, displayed on how to get through being basically shut down for the better part of two years. Am I right to be as, I guess, impressed as I am with how well they've handled this financially?
2: Dude, I couldn't imagine. I mean, it's these guys that are are in gals that are doing this. They deserve, I don't know, an award for being able to pull this off. We've seen so many businesses that were a hell of a lot smaller than a cruise line with 26 cruise ships, 100 and something cruise ships at the end, if you're counting all the ships in the group, uh, or 68 with Royal Caribbean, where, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's, you know, putting all those ships up for collateral and laying off 75% of your workforce, it's just... How they manage to operate, is still it still blows my mind. And that's what I always tell people, that the cruise lines are super resilient. I mean, people are going to always vacation. People are always going to want a vacation because they need that mental break. And they are going to come back, but it's a matter of when are they going to come back. I think the last time we actually spoke, I think you were on my show or I was on your show back in 2020 in the, the summertime, so about two years ago. And things were just starting to get cranking. And you know, they were hemorrhaging five hundred million dollars a month. I mean, you know, one point five billion dollars a quarter, these lines were losing, which is just mind blowing. Like a billion with a B. No, it's, I know it's uh yeah, how they how they pulled it off is is beyond me. And I I it seems like the stock market's playing in there a little bit where they're issuing some common stock and then they're it's dropping then it's going back up they're buying it back again so it kind of seems like there could be some play there with these big financial institutions with the market as well to kind of help them out i mean that's just my own personal thought oh
0: so that's what's going on so you're saying basically uh, uh, yeah
2: i'm not saying it's going on i'm just saying like if you just think about how they're doing this and it could totally be this is all out of my wheelhouse it could totally be illegal to do that but you know there's loopholes everywhere look at the tax code
0: right Right. So yeah. So I I see what you're saying. It's possible because I was going to ask that next. Like yeah, they took out a lot of loans and they you know retired some ships that maybe could have been retired anyway. But yeah, they they parted with a lot of stock. They they gave up a lot of equity. And uh, you know especially with Carnival, when you think about the uh, Saudi Arabian arm, the financial arm of that government,
2: mm-hmm. uh, that's theirs. That's not. They're not getting that back, are they? Well, you talk about the Saudi, the Saudi investment. the Saudi investment. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like just they could, I guess, do a buyback. That's just part of the sovereign wealth fund, kind of like Norway has one as well. I mean, if they want to, if Carnival gets in the position to, you know, want to buy their shares back, that I guess they could. At the end, it depends on how many, how much uh, of a stake they have, which I think is only like six percent for the wealth fund.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I was just thinking that you know that the government buys the stock of uh, of a company that big for a reason, not necessarily to give it back. I figured that would be like a little bit of a long term play. But like you just said before, this is definitely definitely not my wheelhouse either. Let's move on to uh, I guess some of the stuff that Carnival's doing. Uh, that I found it interesting. I just thought it was interesting that carnival, you know, as far as the dining and and, and all those things go, um, you know, the the hairy chess competition. I'm not going to say any of it didn't make sense, but did you find it a little bit odd that they just kind of hit you with a barrage of no fun stuff all at once? Just no, no, no. They just hit you with a bunch of stuff that they were going to take away, whether, you know, the actual perception of what they're gonna take away is greater than what you real what how the guest is really gonna suffer. Maybe it's not as bad as it looks. It's just they, they they came out pretty hard, no?
2: Yeah, I mean I think it's the way they presented it. Like for instance the whole pizza thing, it's you're shaving off four or five hours of it. Not really a big deal, but when you add that with taking away uh like a signature deck game and taking away the midnight snacks for a little bit of like a pizza plus thing. They're calling it with the, with the pasta and pizza kind of thing. I don't know. It just, it seems like they're, they're definitely having staffing issues and they're, they're doing that for a reason. Of course, you know, it's, it's not like you could actually get a piece of pizza anyways at a carnival pizzeria right now, because you could, no matter when you're, you're there, it's always 30 deep and you figure every person is like, uh, they're making that stuff to order. So it's like, you know, if you're 30 deep in line, you're not getting your pizza for at least an hour or so.
0: Right right it was just such a cool little calling card that they had you know far cry from the days of you just hit a button we're gonna send you pizza wherever you are we're gonna find you and give you pizza the whole i guess the the deck games they're gonna replace it with other things i guess is they're going they're gonna keep it the fun ship but it's it seems like it's going a little bit more in the way of family fun and that just like you said may just be better for their bottom line right
1: yeah but think
2: about it dude like They're going for family fun, so they're taking out a hairy chest contest or a belly flop contest or whatever. But have you seen the stuff hanging out of the bathing suits by the pool? That's not family fun. (laughs) No seriously
0: definitely- well that's what i'm saying they're going more in the family fun direction i'm agreeing that's what they're trying to do and i get it. i do understand it, and i do get it it's just you know everybody it started with back when they started uh the whole aft portion of the ship now has to you know they they're making they used to be 18 and up you know what i mean now they're yeah. saying you know we're not we're a family-friendly cruise line we're going all ages back there okay you can't really blame them for that but hey, I'm not trying to knock them. I'm just being like, oh, for me, for as a, as a as a single cruiser that cruises with usually a, a group of friends. I don't know. I gotta see. I, is, car- is car is Carnival getting to be less of the cruise line that's 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 geared for me? And they'll probably say, yeah, we are. They'll probably tell me, yeah, go to Virgin, go to Virgin Voyages. I don't
2: think it's it's going to be less. And I mean, again, I don't think these changes are a huge deal. Like And I think the people who are very loyal to them and who let's, – let's just say the ones who've reached platinum and diamond status, they can bitch all they want. But you know damn well they're not going somewhere else because they have all this status, all this loyalty, loyalty built up. If they jump over to Royal, Norwegian, Celebrity, Holland America, whoever, they're going to start at square one again, and they're going to be – not have any benefits and all that stuff. So yeah, they can get pissed and say penny pinching or what do they call it? Nickel and diming or whatever they're doing. And yeah, to an extent they're right, but they're carnival knows they have a loyal crowd. They're not going anywhere, especially when you have loyalty built up. Hell I'm, I'm platinum on carnival. And I think just having the free laundry alone keeps me there. They, they do what they do,
0: and they are, I mean, a staple. They are, as far as their reputation in the industry, I don't think they're in any trouble. I agree with you totally when it comes to that. So we haven't spoken regarding what you've been up to as far as your sailings go. Where where
2: where have you been Where your last couple of cruises been? My last cruise was in the Mediterranean on a Costa, uh, Costa ship, the Costa Toscana. I was on there for the christening sailing in Barcelona back in mid June. And guess it's an Excel class ship, so basically the same hull as Carnival's Mardi Gras, oh, but
0: Right, right, okay.
2: Yeah, just because it has the same hull doesn't mean it has the same venues. Like the the atrium area in the middle of the ship is um, kind of the same, but it's more center. It's called the Colosseum. And then on you know, Carnival of course has the roller coaster. They have a big I think you'd like this area. It's a big tiered um, sun deck with actually has chairs bolted in to it as well. So it's a big tiered deck. That's two levels. Um, you know, how carnival, some ships on uh, some carnival ships have the almost like the amphitheater style seating. Right, by the Right. Yeah. Deck? The,
0: the they this, gradually. Inc- it's like almost like risers.
2: Yeah. So this is the same way, but in the back facing aft. so You're facing the ocean, Ought which is be really, amazing. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. really cool. Uh, And then also, you know, the ship is based in the med year round. So the main pool deck is really a solarium because in the wintertime, it gets cold there. So, and it it does not have a retractable roof, but there's also four other pools um, around the ship that are outside. So there's some differences, uh, you know, not nothing crazy. You know, Italians are known for um, sitting down and doing the family style dinner. So the buffet isn't open at nighttime on these Costa ships. Now that's going to change when Costa comes to North America, I'm sure, because you know how we love our buffets at nighttime, especially after touring a port all day or whatever. But um, Costa right now in Europe, they don't have buffets at night. So you're basically going to the main dining room or you're going to a specialty restaurant. There's no complimentary restaurants on there. So like pizza is like five euro. Really good pizza, though. They have a sports bar for four or five euro for a burger and fries, you know things like that. It's called the Heineken Bar, so it's decked out um, in Heineken green colors, and it's a it's a rock bar, so it's really really neat actually. Um, So that was that sailing, and then before that was Norway, my first time ever going to Norway on Holland America. Did it round trip out of Amsterdam? I caught some of
0: those. Those that looked amazing. I mean, the fjords, right?
2: Yeah, the fjords were awesome. It's just one of those things that I've never really thought about wanting to go to Norway. And I don't accept um, comp cruises unless it's an inaugural uh, or a big big event like christening and such. So this was the christening of Rotterdam. So I went over there for that and did the sailing, did the christening, then flew home. But that was just really, uh, man, I thought Alaska was beautiful and people are so friendly in norway it's just i don't know it's uh it's a whole new world up there the air is so clean it's just crisp and like if if anyone has ever thought about going to norway and kind of just you know sitting on the sidelines there they should totally research the destination and all the ships that actually go up there because basically every cruise line goes there and it's 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 a blast i mean there's some cool excursions um yeah you, know, you can do like the zodiac the ribs, or you can go um take a hike some great scenic views, like just tons of stuff to do there, and great food too expensive like as far as eating on shore and everything or you know a beer will cost you like ten um ten dollars they don't do the euro up there, but like ten ten u s um I think it's called Kroda or something is their local currency, but that's a really cool um place too i don't know i feel like i'm rambling now I've, no I've, no not at, I've at all, at all. Mean, not at i've all. done 18 18 <laughs> sailing since the restart so it's like all kind of mixing and blending together of course of course
0: you know me i i try to not fly whenever possible meaning i don't really fly at all uh and i was looking at a i think it was iceland or greenland what do they go iceland there was a, yeah. there's a couple of carnival cruises that go up there have you ever been up there or no I
2: was supposed to go during the shutdown to hit both of them, Greenland and Iceland, on Carnival Legend. And it was paid for, locked and loaded, and then canceled, which was uh it's like six grand, but I got it all back. But still, it was just like dang, I really wanted it was a bucket list trip that I booked like in 2017 because I had to pay payments on a on a I the only way I could justify it was paying payments like spreading out over two years. Right. For the six grand because it was uh quite the hit for me at least with uh with me paying for, you know, a good eighty percent of my sailings. So it was kind of disappointing, but I'm I'm gonna make it back one day.
0: It's one of the best uh advantages to, to cruising and you know, I I'm all about kind of catching last minute deals, but that's one of the advantages to booking early is just that you can kind of put that down payment in and then you can, you know. Pay, pay it off. And by the time you, uh, if you budget properly, by the time you set sail, you know, it's almost like, you know, oh yeah, this is paid for. This is not something you have to put a lump sum, sum into.
2: And, uh, you you know, you have some money to spend while you're on board and in ports, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm doing the transatlantic on carnivals Mardi Gras and that, that was paid in full. I mean, that was another pricey one cause I bought a balcony, but that was paid in full a year ago, last August. And it just feels so good to walk on the ship with a fresh wallet with, you know, my gratuities are paid for my cruise fare is paid for still on the fence about the drink package, but I'll be purchasing that in advance if I get it because like, it's, I don't know, it's like almost a grand, I think. Cause it's 14 days. Right. Um. Yeah. I got I don't know. I got to do the math. I mean, for part of me, it's like, you know what, just go ahead and get it and just pay it off now because it'll be paid off by the time you go anyways. But the other part of me is like, I know you drink a lot of lattes and cappuccinos and, you know, only like good for like five Tito's and sodas and throughout the day anyway, or a Bloody Mary or so. So I don't know if I would really um, benefit from it, but it's just that feeling of not having to shell out, shell out anything, you know, it just feels so good having it paid for in advance.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I got the, uh, we have a group cruise on October 15th on Alora of the seas. And I don't know if it's, the pricing is creeping up or if I'm kind of feeling okay, but I'm actually considering not getting the drink package. And I don't know, that's just not like me at all. I I don't know, but I want to see, I'm kind of trying to change. I'm not changing the brand. Always be booked is always be booked. And we, we have a good time. We indulge, we party, we enjoy ourselves, but I, I just want to get a little bit more I don't know, adjust and shift while maybe if we're having three or four party nights, maybe there's three or four nights where we relax a little bit. And, you know, with these drink packages going up to seven, eight hundred dollars uh, a piece on, on these longer sailings, I don't know, Is is it? Is it becoming part of the law of diminishing returns where they're going to get people to kind of maybe balk at it? And I know nobody encouraged it. I'm I'm done with that. I'm done with the whole, you know, that was more of my junior cruising experience when I used to sneak things on board. That's over. But I wonder if they're going to look at pricing and see that people are not buying it as much. I don't know, because
2: it just seems to be going up and up and up. But also think about Carnival, for instance. They negotiate with the Tito's factory over in Texas, and they'll guarantee them, let's just say it's a hundred thousand bottles a year for the Carnival Cruise Line brand. You know they're getting that bottle for like pennies on the dollar, anyway. Of course, yeah. So you figure that one, uh, a Tito's and soda, for instance, which is so- soda water, ice, a cup, a lime, and Uh, whatever an ounce of uh how much was it one ounce is a shot
0: depending on the bar it's ounce ounce and a quarter
2: yeah so yeah is 750 850 whatever it is they're probably paying that for a bottle of tito's
0: oh yeah
2: everything else past that is profit after you even take out the labor and everything so it's just you know they're
0: shows you how much money they're making on these uh you know but yeah. it is what it is. What, what is going on. See, I missed this. I was knee deep in work. And I'm like I said, just getting back in the game. Carnival is taking two Costa ships over, right? And they're bringing them uh, to the North American market and making uh, some sort of new Costa by Carnival brand or something like that.
2: Yes, yeah, so they're taking Costa Venezia, which was the ship that was built for the Chinese market. It's a really beautiful ship, actually. It's It has a play of Venice with not really a, a lagoon down the middle of the promenade in the restaurant, but it actually has, um, with the lights and everything, it looks really fancy, like it's a um, a legit lagoon in the middle of the ship. It's really, really pretty. That one's going to New York City. Oh, wow. And then there's another one that they have, and I, the name escapes me right now, but that one's coming over as well Um, for costa by carnival and now these are still going to keep the costa branding and everything because their intentions are once china opens back up again um since these ships were built for them just send them back over there and put them back in the market again so this is just a temporary thing to kind of um you know carnival likes to have that North north american home port advantage they say so they can actually have more ships sailing out of more ports. The other one's going to Long Beach. I totally forgot the name of the other one, but it's going to Long Beach, California in like 24, I think, maybe 23. And then Costa Luminosa, that's the ship that Carnival, it's in the conversion process and it's debuting with Carnival as a Carnival ship this fall. So you're taking one Costa ship, completely converting it. It's being transferred to Carnival Cruise Line. That one's going to Australia. And then they're taking the two Costa ships that were built for the Chinese market, I believe. I think both of them were. I know the Benizo was. And bringing them over here to sail from the east and west coast just to have more home port options for cruisers and different itineraries for them. But it's going to be interesting because Costa has a different, a different brand. And I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to carnivalize it while it's here. And then what's next? The,
0: uh, the, the celebration, right?
2: celebration is november 6th will be the debut of it out in southampton they'll be doing a 14-night cruise down to miami and then i believe the 20th they'll open the new terminal for miami down there and then that'll be the first inaugural cruise which will also be over thanksgiving as well so it's going to be a um I think that first cruise is pretty pricey. They get that premium for those holiday sailings. It's crazy. I got an obscenely cheap deal and it's a casino
0: deal. Just, you know, you get those emails sometimes with the casino deals uh, nothing, nothing but a regular standard casino deal for December 11th. And I think it's a seven or an eight night run and uh, on the celebration for like under $400
2: all in t- for two people. See, that's that spot where their cruise lines really drop the rates because there's that lull between once they go back after that four-day weekend after Thanksgiving and then before the Christmas break area starts, which, which is right around the, that time, the 11th or 15th or so. It varies every year. You could find some really cheap rates in the first two weeks of December, I've noticed. Okay. I mean, I got, I got um, Norwegian Sky back in 2019, um, in december and it was like i had an inside cabin but it was 39 dollars. I, I paid double occupancy so it was what 78 dollars before taxes uh, the which was crazy
0: the good old um, sky the original the original all included all-inclusive ship right?
2: yeah. yeah and I, I like i like that ship you know it, it wasn't it wasn't bad it had that really cool half deck on deck six it was a it's a neat little ship and it's good for what it is and that's actually going up to Baltimore uh, next fall. I think it's doing Bermuda runs out of, Bal- out of Baltimore. That'll right. be the first there for it.
0: Nice, nice. All right, so what's next for you? Where are you cruising next before we get you out of here? Doing
2: the – well, you know, don't like to – I don't like to publicly talk about my sailings. Oh, so right.
0: Well, you typically – I th- figured you didn't tell tell people when or, or the exact dates, but I got you. We'll c-
2: but we'll I'll, I'll the- tell you this. I'm doing Carnival Ecstasy because it is leaving the fleet. So I'm doing that because it's um, I want to really get on all these fantasy class ships and knock them out before they go away forever. And then I'm doing the Carnival Celebration, that inaugural. I already mentioned that earlier, so I'll yeah. just say that. Um, on the, gotcha. November 6th, the uh, 14-night transatlantic.
0: Speaking of fantasy class, I was always very hard on them. But did the did the Carnival uh, Paradise really turn me around on that out of Tampa? That is a nice little run out of Tampa under that bridge, and you kind of do a quick little uh, whatever it is, Grand Cayman or Cozumel run, and that ship really—I mean—that really turned me around. Those fantasy class ships, I'm all in now. They—you can really have a
2: good time on those ships. Yeah, we have one here in Jacksonville, and we have the Elation here, which was. So the Elation was the second to last one to be built. Paradise was the final one, I think, in '98, and I think Elation was '97, maybe. And there's only what four left, I think.
0: I think so. There's
2: there's um, Elation, Paradise, Paradise. I'm I'm very bad at this. There might only be two left because Ecstasy's leaving, Fascination's gone, Sensations has gone. Oh, Sensations in um the stations already gone shit i don't know man yeah. yeah i can't keep up with them you need like a a whiteboard and magnets and everything <laughs> to but but yeah there's uh, i think there's only going to be two left those those two ones that have been in both of those those last two fantasy class ships have underwent complete refurbishments um back in 2019 got that duck tail added um, for more stability more staterooms a little nicer deck um redoing that very top deck and i think they added a half deck as well up at the very top there for like Um, They call them Vista Cabins or something like that up there at the top.
0: It's pretty funny. I I basically shit on these cruise ships for like five years, and uh, I go on one. I enjoy it, and then uh, they finally listen to me when I start enjoying it, and now there's only, what, a couple left. Well, let me see here. What do we got? The um, Paradise, the Elation, the Ecstasy.
2: That one's leaving in October.
0: Okay, so that one's going. Yeah. That looks like it's it. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking to Doug Parker. Doug is, uh, I saw him. Like I said, for front row seats to how busy he is with all the interviews going on. And you could check out, you guys got to check out the YouTube channel every morning. It really does kind of, it's like growing up in New York, we had this uh, channel called 1010 Wins. We, you give us 10 minutes, we'll give you the world. You just popped that on and you knew what was going on in the world. In 10 minutes, you had it. Same thing with Doug's YouTube show, uh, in the morning, uh, cruise radio news, you pop it on just while you're getting ready, while you're brewing your coffee, whatever. And you got all the cruise information that you need for that day. Very, very efficient. And as always, Doug, I appreciate you coming on and giving us a few minutes.
2: Hey man, thank you so much for the kind words. And also you have your little morning, your wake up show happening there, which, uh, I guess I went ahead and donated $8 to listen to that, and I've uh, enjoyed the first two episodes. In fact, you were asking a question, I think it was on This Mornings, when you were asking about Carnival Live and what happened to that. Right. Right? Okay. So they launched Carnival Live back in 2014 to cover up the Carnival Triumph issue in 20 the poop <laughs> crews in 2013 so they brought out jennifer hudson to roll this out they flew all of us up there for this big announcement and then they announced jay leno tim mcgraw uh, sam hunt jennifer hudson carly Jepsen, all these people but at the end there's really there's no way to sell a thousand seats at 35 dollars and these artists what they're getting for instance jay leno is two hundred thousand dollars for a gig tim mcgraw is getting half a million dollars a night now for now tim was doing two nights back to back and now so let's so let's say they gave him a two for one deal that's still carnival paying five hundred thousand dollars uh, maybe there's some concessions and stuff a little bit cheaper than that right but, but if
0: he's getting his normal rate that's what he's getting right
2: right so they're only the max they're making was thirty five thousand dollars on tickets now maybe if you were getting like Gavin McGraw or something like that or whatever his name is the graw you could probably get him for thirty five thousand. But
0: oh, okay, but okay, but my thing is is that this is already known. This is no secret. This wasn't like oh wow. Look. So what you're saying is is that they did that knowing they were probably going to take a significant hit, but they had to. I guess
2: uh, do the little hey forget about that poop cruise. Look over here. I mean, I just know the person who was with Hard Rock and who helped book a lot of these, so I know that from him, and um, they were ne- they never publicly said that.
0: Right, but and the speculation, believe- but also you could probably uh, pretty much conclude that Carnival knew that this was not going to be a long-term thing. It was going to be a-, a moment in time, right?
2: Oh, it was only a contract. Yeah, it was uh, only—I think six months they did it, or something like that. It was—it was designed to be a short program to say, "Hey, look at this next shiny object," and not our ship that broke down in the Gulf for four days. All
0: right, I got you. That makes sense. This is why we have them around, guys. Doug Parker clearing things up. Again, speculation.
2: We're not. We don't. We don't know. you You know what? 95% sure That's the reason why Because I've known this guy for 15 years And he's never once lied to me We had a relationship back into radio booking concerts And uh, he always had The the dirt and the skinny So uh, you can pretty much Take that to the bank Just don't say Doug Parker said it
0: Right, like I said, there's like 6 or 7 people Listening here, so we have nothing to worry about In that regard, we're all good Doug, thank you so much, man, I appreciate it
2: Thank you, buddy. Good seeing you last week. You too.
1: There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away a lot of big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part set of a nine-hundred tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads, Jimmy Good island somewhere, we will ride the boats and don't grab your coat. You won't need it where we are going. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems. You could worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Pick me up. Pick me up. Pick me up. Put me down, down in the To where the boat leads from it takes away I look your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from So get away To where the boat leads from It takes away I look your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away To where the boat leads from It takes away I look at big problem You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the police from